ready to have the most fun you ever had with an electronic device. Folks, welcome out to the Logger Room. It is Thursday, October 1st. Uh, we have a lot to talk about today. With you today is yours truly, Jersey Johnny, and with me, as always, the preeminent Radio Pete. Say hello, Pete. Hello, Pete. That's his uh, infamous... Two weeks in a row, baby. Two weeks in a row. And with us... four. There you go. And with us also today, as always, is the also preeminent Harry Lugnuts... Harry, say hello. Hello, hello, hello. How is everyone doing today? I'm doing fine. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. I have nothing to complain about other than, you know, you know the fact that it's 2020. But... This is true. This is true. <laughs> no, um, nothing out of the ordinary to complain about. No, it's a pretty standard year, isn't it? Yeah, it depends on who you're talking to, but yeah, I would imagine. That's right. So, yeah. That's right, you know. Who would have thought we would be watching NBA games with the backdrop that looks like Max Headroom on acid? You know, you just... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I I, th- I thought that I thought I was Max Headroom on acid while I was watching it. Well, you were in the eighties, but well, yeah, it's been a long time ago. All right, folks, we got a lot to talk about today. Once again, thank you for listening to our podcast. If you are listening to our podcast through our website, www.logroom.com. That's L-A-G-E-R-R-O-O-M.com. Um, or, of course, a link off of Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, which are all at The Logger Room. Um, just so you're aware, we are also available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify so you don't miss one iota of a podcast or a show, however you want to look at it. All right, folks, we're going to get going. We're going to open it up with Football Week 3. Uh, let's uh, Let's talk about... Let's talk about some games. Let's uh, let's start with the Giants. Let's talk about the Giants. Uh, week three against the 49ers. Uh, what does anybody think? Uh, I'll, I'll go with you first, Harry. What do you think about the Giants <laughs> last, last week? Last week specifically in the 49ers game. I, well, they looked atrocious and got beat like a drum by a 49ers team. Who I think, if I'm not mistaken, I believe they were their hot dog vendor who uh, needed some employment and... Uh, you know, somebody from the uh, from the training room is on. We're playing the defense backfield. Uh, the, the 49ers were hurt. They didn't even have their best players, and uh, the Giants are bad. They're really bad. And um, I, st- you know, I, I was thinking that I was, I was thinking maybe I was being too hard on them when I predicted they would only win three games when I was looking at their schedule this year. But I think I overshot that by a couple. They they might. They just might have a perfect season. That is true. That is true. I uh, I was in the beginning of the season being cautiously optimistic, or at least that's what I said. I was being cautiously optimistic and predicting that they were going to have, at minimum, a six and ten, seven and nine season. But I thought that they could actually pull out an eight and squeak out, eke out an eight and eight season. Uh, I was way off. They uh, might be able to eke out mediocrity. I uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? When they've been underachieving for the last three years, eight and eight is a damn fine season. You know. Uh, and that's a sad thing to say. We're talking about the Giants, but I got it. I got to say it. I got to say it. 
after the after the last three years and the first three games, my time machine works. It's 1978. <laughs> they were better in 78. Come on. <laughs> yeah, well, well, yeah, uh, no, not so much. I think they were three and 13. In like, like I said, they were better in 78. Well, there you go. Yeah, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess um, at, at this point, uh, you you'd probably take what they have five wins last year. They had five wins last year. You'd five. probably take five wins right now. You'd probably sign for that right now. I, I would sign uh, for four wins how, right now, looking at what they have in front you know, of them. Looking at what's going on. And, John, you and I talked about this uh, last week as because the 49ers, and we talked a lot about the injuries, but, you know, they put a nice shellacking on the Jets in the previous week, and then 29 guys on their team got hurt. And we were Was saying, it only oh, 29? You know, uh, 28, sorry, 28. Uh, 28 and, and the backup kicker. There you uh, go. All injured. Uh, and we were saying, oh, geez, this might be a chance for the Giants to win a game. We're not bold enough to pick them. I mean, <laughs> I mean do, do you have to have an answer? Yeah. The, coin, yeah, no, the, coin didn't. Didn't, the coin didn't even pick the Giants. The coin didn't even pick the Giants. <laughs> but, um, but boy, after, uh, after this, uh, this week's game or this, this past week's game, I, I, where, I don't, I don't, where's the hope? What, what is it they're going to do? What do they have to do? How do they get better? I don't know. I, I got a couple of stats. Uh, I'll, I'll bring them up. Um, the entire 60 minutes of football last Sunday with the Giants and the 49ers, the Giants were not in the red zone once. They did not make the red zone once the entire game. Not one red zone snap at all the entire game. Wow. So they were perfect in the end zone, in there the red zone. They, <laughs> they were. Yeah, they didn't fail. They didn't fail. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, um, that's, 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 uh, wow, that's I got, even sadder than I thought. It's ridiculous. I mean, they got they had three field goals, three field goals. That's how that's that was their scoring. That was it. Not, that was their nine points. They did not make it into the red zone once, and and the running game uh, obviously with Barkley out, Barkley's out. You know, hopefully he gets. I'm I'm sure he'll be better. You know, knock on wood, the whole nine. But um, right now their their running game last week anyway was was Freeman, Lewis, and Gallman. Freeman, Lewis, and Gallman between the three of them, they had ten running plays. Ten runs between the three backs. There were ten run plays. Well, they were down twenty by the time they got. Them. Sure, you know, you know what the amount of yardage they got collectively on those ten attempts. Thirty-seven. Seventeen. Seventeen. Freeman had ten yards. Gallman had seven yards, and Lewis had one attempt for no yardage whatsoever. Their 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 highest yardage gaining running back last Sunday was Daniel Jones. He had five that, carries that, for forty-nine yards. But that combined yardage, that's still way more than Saquon got before he got hurt, right? True story. Won. True story. True story. And so that, was it minus, minus six on 15 carries or something like that? Something like that. It, was, so it, might, it might have been six yards on 15 carries. It, 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 so, tell, it tells you that maybe it's not the running back's fault. Maybe. Maybe. Mm, just maybe. Their offensive line yeah. and their play calling is uh, not that great. Just a... Mm, just no. a Crazy assumption. Just, just, just a, just a spitballing thought. Spitballing. One, one, or maybe both of those things might be true. I think it's I, both. I think it's both. I think it's both. This, uh, you know, I mean, we could, we could go down this for, for. I don't even really think it's worth talking about because I sort of expected it, and it's been this way for a long time. There was a little bit of spike of hope with the whole, you know, Daniel Jones coming in and beating Tampa Bay in his first game. I mean, look. They've made some really bad decisions. The Giants have traditionally been really good at personnel decisions. They've been traditionally really good 
at getting offensive, you know, receivers in second and third and fifth rounds. It just seems like everything they've done in the last five, six years has been bad. Insane. Horribly bad. And they are but what they what they're not good at is they're not good at really being bad, so they get the top pick at the end of the year. And I'm hoping maybe this year they might actually do that. Although they can't even last year was the year to do that. Right. You know? They can't even be good at being bad. That's the problem. They can't even but, be good. At being but, bad. but I wouldn't really say I mean, I wouldn't close the book on Daniel Jones as being completely a flop at this point. I, I think he's got some skills and some potential. Right. It's not. It's not fair. So I, you know, I you, you could say where where they drafted him, you know, or maybe they drafted him early and they, they about seven about it. seven that, rounds. That's certainly a, a more than valid argument, but yeah. you know, him as a pick, I don't uh, think. Uh, I have not but, closed the book on him, but I've returned it to the library a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, John and I were talking about this last week that. And I said, when's the last time the Giants had a really good offensive line? Yeah, 86, 90? I mean... It's been a long time. Well, I mean, they had a pretty good offensive line, uh, you know, when, when they when they won the won their last Super Bowl. Yeah, the last Super Bowls, you know... But it was a different you know, type of seven, Sean O'Hara, David Deal. I mean, those guys were... They, those guys the were. Giants passed the ball a lot then. They were a good pass protection kind of team. They always kept the back end to sort of help out with chip blocking. Sure. And, you know, but the Giants have not been the, the, they have Saquon Barkley. It's the only real offensive, you know, weapon they have. And you would think that they would go back to this Giants team of just attacking and running the ball. And they can't do it. And, and then look, the, the defenses today are different. It's, it's a different league in a lot of ways. But um, there's a lot of other teams that seem to be able to run the ball with, with running backs who certainly are not as talented as Barkley. So um, I, I, I just think it's – I think there's been bad decisions personnel-wise. I think there's been bad decisions. I, I, I just was – I'm not on board. And it's too early to sort of write – close the book on all of this. But I think it's going to take some time for them to gel. It's a new head coach. It's a new offensive coordinator. It's, it's new personnel. In a lot of ways, there's a lot of turnover on the roster. And they, they're now they're dealing with, with major injuries. So uh, we might not know you know, this year, what, what their potential is. I think it's going to take a while. Yeah, I do think it's going to take a while. It's, it's, it's just a shame that they're, you know, wasting some talent. And yeah, I mean, I, I'll, I'll, I'll say it right now. I mean, they wasted, they wasted a bunch of the last years of Eli's career. They wasted what they had with Odell when they had Odell. They wasted the first three years of Saquon Barkley's career. It, it's, it's a shame that it comes to that, but uh, you know, at, at first I blame the, the the biggest blame. I mean, the biggest blame I blame is Mara because he, he should have in the first place back in the day, he should have gotten rid of Reese uh, and not Coughlin. And uh, and then he wound up getting re- rid of Reese uh, a few years later. And, uh, you know, I, I put most of the blame on Jerry Reese, but I definitely put the blame right now, obviously, the last few years on Gettleman. You know, I mean, I get, Gettleman's pretty bad. I mean, he's defiant in his decisions and he's, you know, he has, he has a all of the control over what that team's going to do. And I, uh, I, I do think that there are better, much better picks to be had than Jones. I, again, I don't, I don't think he's a horrible pick, but um, I think there was a lot of people in the New York area hoping that a New York team would pick, take somebody from Duke in the first round, but it wasn't Daniel Jones and it wasn't football. No. <laughs> <laughs> If 
only they'd had the chance. It's only they had the chance. That's right. But, uh, you know, hey, it is what it is. Having said that, looking at the Giants' schedule, I think I think their best chance is you know when when they play you know Washington. I think they've got you know that's their their shot at kind of winning a game against the the football team formerly known as the. Washington Redskins. Um, oh, yeah, the, the Washington football The team. Washington football squad, yes. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Who, football who guys. Else, who, looking at their schedule, who else do you feel comfortable that they can I don't feel comfortable with them beating anybody. They're going to lose this week. There's no way they're beating the Rams in SoFi. It's not happening. They're going to lose to Dallas the week after in, down in Dallas. And uh, you know what? Maybe, maybe they squeak out a win against – you know what, though? Here's the thing about the Giants, and this has been true about the Giants for the last, you know, coming up on near 100 years now. Um, when you when you think it's a game that they can win, they won't. When you think it's a game that they won't win, they do. That's uh, sports now, you know, all across the board and so on. So it wouldn't be on any given Sunday. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna come out and tell you my pick right now. And when we do the picks at the end of the show, uh, my pick for the giant game this week is that the Rams are gonna win. Uh, that's my pick, and I'm sure it's both of yours too. Who knows what the coin's gonna say? But um, <laughs> but I'm telling you right now. Come Monday morning, I will not be shocked. Or come Monday morning, come Sunday night, I will not be shocked to realize that the Giants beat the Rams. Yeah, they're they're going to find a way to go, you know, three and thirteen, and there's going to be another team that's two and fourteen, and they're just right. But then again, you know, what? Here's the thing, though: if you're not closing the book on Daniel Jones, are you really drafting Trevor Lawrence? You know, yeah. And and whoever has the top pick is drafting. If I'm I'm in charge, yeah. And last year, if Burrow was available, I want to think about it. Yeah. I think if Trevor, if the Giants have the opportunity to draft Trevor Lawrence and they don't, oh sure, then no, I, then 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 they're idiots. I understand what you're saying, but the reason the the reason I'm saying that is if you're if if you're not closing the book on Daniel Jones, what are you doing with him? Are you are you hoping he has a decent season? You get even though you have the uh, uh, the worst record, you take Trevor Lawrence and trade Daniel Jones, or you keep both of them. What are you doing? I'm asking. I'd like to have that problem. Doing? Oh, it'd be a great problem to have. <laughs> I think you, you, know? you know, obviously, you're gonna have Jones for another what year on his rookie contract? Is that next year? Great. This is only second year. Only second year, yeah. So Saquon, you have for two more. Two, for yeah. two more years, and uh, you know, you 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 let him battle it out. But I think Trevor Lawrence immediately is an upgrade there. Of course it is. Of course it is. I mean, your look, I I I'm a, I I thought Joe, you know, the Giants missing out on. on potentially being able to get Joe Burrow this year. And look, Burrow's playing for Cincinnati, a team that has about the same amount of talent as the Giants. But he's able to at least put them in a position to at least get close to winning a game. He's got more intangibles, I think, that, than Daniel Jones is. And I'm not I'm not closing the books on Daniel Jones. I think Daniel Jones would be a great backup quarterback on the Giants. But I, do, I just don't see him leading this Giants team to the playoffs in the next five, six, right. seven years. Just don't. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I I would just say I would think of him as a passable quarterback, a passable starter, but uh, unless you put a really really strong team around him, sure, he's not going to win Super Bowls. And uh, you know, look, um, well, I, you know, I there said... there are teams that have won Super Bowls with mediocre quarterbacks, mm-hmm. and uh, he could be one of those. But uh, if you don't get better quickly. He's never going to develop the skills, and he's not the biggest problem. Great... No, no, he's not. He's, he's he's not even in the top ten, and that's so. That's what that's what I'm saying. I mean, we heard all of these improvements that they supposedly made, 
And it just goes back even to, even to last year. A lot of the signings they made, they, they took players that were past their prime and paid them big money to, for, you know, with Sol- Nate Solder. It's just, I, I just don't think the personnel decisions have been great. Well, here's a bright spot. You got rid of Flowers. Yeah, that's right. So you can always fall back on that. No matter how down you might be, you just think, yeah, well, they got rid of Flowers. And look, we might be able to get Odell back at a bargain price. That's, he, might, he might be just thrilled to come back to the York. You know, I would, it, wouldn't, it, would, it, would, as, it as, wouldn't shock as, me. It wouldn't, would it shock you? It wouldn't shock me. No, it, I was going to say he'd be thrilled to come back to New York, as would anyone who ever goes to Cleveland right. for any reason. That's right. right. People it, are thrilled to go to Jacksonville sh- after spending three years in Cleveland. <laughs> it would not shock me for them to get him back. And you know what? Hey, hey you know what? I, I don't <laughs> – you know, locker room issues or not, right now their defense, unless they're just unless they're just shutting down the season right now, which isn't an, an improbability. But um, go out and get Earl Thomas. You know, uh, I mean, he he almost went to the Texans, and then they said no at the last minute. Uh, you know, I mean, they need yeah. At this point, the Giants should go out and get Earl Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Is Jumbo uh, yeah. Elliott available? I mean, Jumbo Elliott with with no mobility has to be better than what I've seen so far. Jumbo Elliott right now, right and at this point in this time in life, should a cardboard be. cutout of Jumbo Elliott right. strapped to a hand truck. I mean, two dumpsters and a garbage can would protect Elliott Jones better than the Giants' offensive line right now. I, you know, a half a dumpster and a half a garbage can That's would right. protect. Well, it's like when you uh, you you got a couple guys and you want to kick the soccer ball around. So you take a garbage can and you stick like a broom, you make right. a little cross out of a broom right, and a hockey stick. You have stick to run around it. And you just kind of put that in there and that's the goal. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's going to be our so offensive gonna... line next week is six brooms and a, a garbage can. Yeah, and uh, just stick a giant's helmet on it. I mean, uh, how long does it take to get through past the garbage can? It's, it's got to, it's, I, I bet it gives him more time to pass. It'll also give him more time to throw interceptions, but that's, you know, that's besides the point. Yeah, they're well. They don't look good, and I'm not really impressed with Judge. But again, you got it. He doesn't. You got to get. He didn't pick everybody that he's coaching, and uh, I think he got it. I think the Giants have to stick with something. That's the other thing is that they're really quick to kind of. Well, that's becoming more and more of a, a rarity absolutely. in the league in, in general. Sure, and, and you know, look, the Giants' best player is obviously Saquon. How many more years does he have left? And am I correct in saying that this is already the second year where he's going to miss? you know, a lot of playing time. It's just, uh, he's, he, he might not be able to live up to what we all thought he would be. And and that's the other thing is, uh, you know, rule number one, don't spend a ton of money on a running back. Right. It's, uh, well, they just don't have the shelf life they used to. It's, it's, uh, they don't, they don't. I mean, Bill Belichick talk- finds guys outside the Dunkin' Donuts in Worcester and uh, puts him in a Patriots uniform and, and uh, seems to be able to win games. I, he just brings in a lot of ex-Jets. Yes, yes. He's like, oh, you got cut from the practice squad? Come on, come on, come play next three weeks. We need you. You're good enough. You go. Yeah, you're good enough. If, uh, you're good enough. Yeah. You follow my scheme, you will, it will work. I mean, the, so, I mean, that, that brings up the question. Are, will, the, will the Jets win more games than the Giants? Well, I was just going to say, we're, we're uh, on, on the note of franchises winning with mediocre quarterbacks, let's uh, shift our attention to the Jets for a second. Um, you know, I mean, two uh, AFC championship games in a row with, uh, with Mr. Uh, Sanchez at the helm. 
then you can definitely uh, equate that with that comment as well. Um, well, listen, how, how good is Darnold? I mean, you know, I think the Jets have a good chance of winning tonight. What do you think, Pete? Uh, no, they're going to lose. They're going to lose? Yeah. Now, are you speaking that as a as a uh, somebody that knows football or some or or a Jets fan? Uh, I have to um, go with history. <laughs> because because we you know have, it, we know it repeats itself. Well, you do have uh, history on your side for that comment. Yeah, so. yeah. So I mean, there are plenty of times that uh, I could just say that yeah, they're going to lose and be right. I could say it every single game, and I would have a far greater percentage of accuracy than if I said they're going to win. I, I wish I could say I was totally disgusted with this team, but that's kind of a constant state. So I'm just sort of status quo. Just this year's pretty much in the toilet. They'll probably do something dumb like, you know, win two out of the last three games or something. And, and they'll maybe have three or four wins. And then you're not getting a good pick or, you know, certainly not a high enough pick that you want. And they've shown very little aptitude for anything administratively. Sure. Uh, and it, I'm, I'm, I guess the, the, for me, the greatest uh, shame or the biggest shame is we, you know, you just asked the question is, you know, how good is Sam Donald? We may never know as long as he's wearing a Jets uniform, right? Because he may never get the chance to either, you know, um, prove that he is uh, what people are hoping that he is or, or is going to develop into that, or he's, you know, going to be almost by default a bust because maybe he never has a good enough team around him. Maybe he never has a good enough coach, yeah. or maybe he never has the same coach for more than eight months. Yeah, or 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 he's put in a situation where you know he's 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 vulnerable to getting injured and you know and ending his career early. God forbid, but it's it's just uh, you know I see that too. I mean, he's 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 certainly they're certainly in the same camp. They're certainly not giving him a ton of time to do anything. And when listen, it's it's still it still goes without saying, and things are changing now. A little bit, but you know, there are more young quarterbacks coming in that seem game ready. At least, if we look at just the last couple of years, or that are having success at a young age. But generally speaking, when you bring rookies in and you put them on a bad team, right, which often happens because the bad teams get the high picks, they're going to struggle and they're going to develop bad habits, and that's a concern uh, as far as Donald. He's you, because once those things are ingrained. It's very hard to undo them. You throw into the coverage instead of throwing it away, or you know, you just they develop bad habits that never go away, and they never get a chance to, you know, uh, fulfill their potential. And the and these younger quarterbacks that are coming in are are a new breed of quarterback. I mean, some of them are the best of both worlds, like Mahomes, which who's obviously you know head and shoulders above everybody else. But you're, I'm seeing guys who their athleticism is helping them move their team forward and obviously have, you know, better games with their legs. Darnold and, and Jones are old school quarterbacks in a lot of ways. And there's not very many of them left in the league. And I'll tell you what, the ones that are left aren't looking so great anymore. It's a different, the speed of the game, the way in which the game is, is, is the rules of the game and the talent. It's all, it's a, it's a downhill game now. And when you have somebody who could spread the field, it's pretty, pretty incredible. I mean, even Cam Newton coming back off of, uh, you know, years where he, he didn't play very much. He's leading the Patriots in rushing. I mean, it's it's even Burrow, who's more of a pocket passer than most. He still was able to he's able to extend the game on the ground. 
And that's that's where I think the future of this position is. Obviously, you're going to have your guys like Mahomes who can do who can do both and score 30 points in one quarter if he so chooses with the talent that he has. But for a lot of these other teams, they're able to put points on the board because they're 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 they have somebody behind the center who's much more versatile at the game today than uh, than I think we've ever seen. It's 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 crazy. Another another stat talking about the Jets and the Giants. Jets and the Giants are both 0-3 right now. Um, and this is the third time ever that they were 0-3 in the same year. First two were 1976, which is not a shocker, and 1996, actually. So it's been 24 years since the last time they were both 0-3 at the same time. Um, and they're still not a set. So they're due. They're due. They're due. It's coming. It's coming. Um, one other thing that I, I, uh, I found out, too, um, the Giants have scored touchdowns on 33.3%, so a third of the time, 33.3% of their red zone visits so far in these last three games, in the first three games of the season. And 30. how many red zone visits, John? <laughs> no. <laughs> that is, that ranks last in the NFL, scoring a TD on 33 and a third percent of the red zone visits so far in these first three games. Well, and they have, and they have the very, fewest amount of red zone visits. They're last in the NFL, but they're tied for last. I'm going to give you a guess at who they're tied with. Hmm. Is it too they, Is it obvious or surprising? Um, it's it's let 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 Pete take it. it. It's it's a little obvious. Can you read their name in my video window? Yes, I certainly can. Game. Okay, they they wear green. <laughs> they wear green. They play in the same stadium. Yeah, I was going to say that. I was going to say that sounds like a very Jet esque stat. Yeah, the Giants and the Jets are both tied for last in that. Stat. Beautiful. It's, it's well, listen. The, you just need to throw more twenty-one yard passes. There you go. If they don't play. <laughs> they don't play each other this year either, do they? What's that? The Giants and Jets don't play this year, do they? No, they played no. last year. They played last year. I and, mean, that would have Jets... maybe been the ultimate garbage bowl of all time, especially if it was like week sixteen and they were both zero and fifteen. <laughs> well, that see that would have been an exciting. That would have been, that would have been the game to see that would have who been, gets the. Who would have laid down more? It just would have been people rolling the ball to the other team here, go score a touchdown. Well, it's <laughs> like uh, every play would have been an interception. I want Trevor. Every Lawrence. play would no, have been. I want Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence. I want Trevor. Lawrence. You want it? No, I'll take it. No, you got it. Yeah, that would have been like who's the next to last guy in the little town who dies when the plague hits. That's right. Yay, right. yeah. I'm the last guy. Yeah, last, uh, last man standing. Last man standing. Oh, that, that was Instant. the phrase I was looking for. Yeah, yeah the Jets so, act- all right, so this, so let's, we could be Buffalo fans. We, we, yeah, well, they are the only true New York team. I can't be, I can't be a Buffalo fan, though. Last week, this, they looked like a New York City team by coming out to a very big lead and then almost giving it away. But yeah, the Buffalo looks good. Buffalo does look good. They definitely look good. I got a question. Either of you watched the game? The Buffalo the game? Buffalo Rams game, yeah. Parts of it, yeah. Okay, the, the end of the game, which should have been the end of the game, but it was not. Um, the, when they uh, threw the uh, pass interference, defensive pass interference flag. Yeah, Buffalo, they, gave, Buffalo was, they, they got a gift. That was a gift. The, the Rams won that game. They, they didn't. The yeah, Bills did not win that game. I, I kudos to them, but that was that was not. If anything, first of all, it should have been a non-call. But if anything, it was offensive pass interference. He pushed off of them. I just you know I, I sound like an old old 
man, but I just wish all sports were were officiated like '90s NBA basketball, and it would just <laughs> it would just be a lot more fun. <laughs> if nothing gets broken and no one's bleeding, yeah, then just it let them play. Come on, I mean, I understand <laughs> it, but it's just and about the replay now, and oh yeah, his and. Anything that give Chris Collinsworth more time talking just drives me nuts. It's 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 ridiculous with the well, with and the then and then something really ridiculous happens, and then they change a rule or institute a new rule, right? And then they don't even really follow it. No, right? Because nobody understands. Dealt with that because of because of the the Saints and the Rams, right? Right, and then the Saints ended up getting screwed like two more times. Basically, the same situation. Yes, and so maybe a little, maybe a little karma for the Rams in this case. But uh, right, let me ask this: L- Let me ask this. Um, Jets and Giants coaches, how how hot are the seats of the coaches? Obviously, we're we're talking about you know two totally different things. Uh, Joe Judge just came in. I mean, they gave they gave Ben McAdooshbag uh, two years. I don't think they're going to pull the rug out from underneath Joe Judge on this year. But how hot are the seats of the Jets and the Giants coaches? Hard to say because um, the Jets' management is just as terrible as the on-field as far as decision-making goes. I I would tend to think he'll just stay this season because they don't know what else to do, and they're paying him. And if anyone has any – who are you, who you going to get? Who are you going to bring in? Or, or, you know, you're going to fire him and you're going to make, uh, what is it, Williams, Greg Williams, your interim head coach? That You know, that's that's not why is You can say, oh, anything's going to be an upgrade. Uh, great. Why, just continue to lose. Just go with what you're doing. You're, you're paying them. Go the season. And uh, if you don't get uh, half a dozen wins, then you fire them. Or you fire them anyway. So you don't think his – I mean, there's there's been reports out there. Uh, I think Adam Schefter said something the other day. He says a lot every day. Um, that, uh, hey, they could be looking at uh, moving him out on Friday, depending on what happens in the Thursday night game this week. Well, there's always a game. chance they could be looking to do anything. But to Pete's going, who do they get? They would, they would just, they would just promote, move up uh, Greg Williams uh, to uh-huh. interim head coach. I mean, that's the uh-huh. only real choice that they would have right now. Unless you think that's really going to solve the problem, well, then I why said, bother? I said that, you know, uh, if they weren't going to take, you know, uh, back two years ago when they, or a year and a half ago when they, when they got Adam Gase and they, and they passed on Mike McCarthy, um, I said that the better head coach uh, bet than Adam Gaze would have been Greg Williams. You know, I mean, he was just coaching in Cleveland. I mean, that's it's Cleveland. You know, he's he's a better coach than his record showed in Cleveland. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I I think Greg Williams would actually make a better coach. Is he the right man for the job at the helm of the Jets for for the future? I, I don't know, but I think he's the better bet right now. I think if they fired. Gaze, if they lost tonight and fired Gaze tomorrow and they still had another 12 games, you'd see decent, you know, I mean, for what, what they could do. I mean, with injuries and all, but what they could do, I think you'd, you'd, see, you'd see a better outcome for the rest of the season than you would with Adam Gaze. Yeah, but then you might get into a situation last year, like last year in the second half of the year, they showed some life and won some games, and it didn't really help them. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's a feel-good story, but... Listen, knowing them, I, I I I agree with what you just said. But knowing them, they might look at that and go, "Hey, we we won some games under Greg Williams. He's the guy now." Right. Yeah. Instead of instead of going after somebody from the outside or another team, you know, there's a few names that are bouncing around, and then some guys that 
you know, uh, haven't had head coaching jobs. So I, I think um, I agree with you that Williams would might do a better job, but he'll probably just end up staying, and he's not the answer. I agree with you there either. I'd right. rather just lose and get a high draft pick. Right. And that way you can say, well, Gase, you know, he had however two seasons plus or whatever it is, right. uh, however many games, and he was an utter failure, and so we fired him. Two, two different scenarios. I mean, you, you look at the Jets and there's always been a little bit of, well, how systemic is this sort of, do, does he have the players on his time, on his side? Does he have this team motivated to play for him? And I think the verdict's kind of out on that. With the Giants, it's brand new and, and they're not going to bail ship on this because it was a fairly outside of the box pick anyway with the Giants to, to, to name judge head coach. And so their their management and their decision makers they're not going to say that they're wrong right away. Just like they're not. Just like I'm sure if the Giants have a chance to draft uh, Trevor Lawrence, they won't because of the arrogance of their upper management. Uh, and so you know, and, and the other thing too is it's who do you have? I, I think you're going to start. I think you're going to have an era where I think you're going to start to see college coaches come in based depending on what the personnel is that the NFL teams either have or could potentially draft because let's be honest, how many great coaches are there in the NFL right now that are, that are available uh, or not coaching. And even for the ones that are coaching, how many of them are really good? They're not going anywhere. Andy Reid's not going anywhere. Bill Belichick's not going anywhere. You're going to be taking a chance on somebody new. Josh McDaniel already left New England. He's not going to try that again. I mean, who's under Andy? You know, a lot of times these coordinators that people take chances on, the Giants know this really well. Oh, gee, the Vikings had one good year. It's it, it's just there's not a lot of great coaches out there. So, um, and I think your your point about the arrogance, you know, is is Gettleman going to admit? No, we made a mistake and draft Trevor Lawrence. No, he won't. He won't, and uh, you know. It's 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 frustrating, but well, and uh, sorry, I, just one other thing. Can you really judge the job? I mean, yes, you can judge the job that Joe Judge does. I'm selling a Dr. Seuss. Judge, here. judge. You can judge the judge uh, based on what he has and what he does with what he has. But can he really game plan when his main offensive weapon is lost for the season? No. You know, are you are you really seeing what he would do with Saquon Barkley if he doesn't have Saquon Barkley? I don't even think you could. I don't even think you could judge him because Saquon Barkley without without the without any sort of people blocking for him to give him at least a chance, you still can't. So I think you have to allow. I, I think in today's NFL, you have to allow the coaches to have some say in what personnel moves are done and what where how they draft because these. Joe Judge is kind of an interesting, you know, guy in that he's, you know, he seems he seems to have more discipline than some of their past coaches since Coughlin left. The players seem to be, you know, up for playing with, and they just don't have the talent. I don't think it's really a, a matter. He came into a situation where it's not going to be easy to, to to win, and they just don't have they just don't have the, the talent. And I think it starts on the defensive and offensive line. Defensive line, the Giants have always had great pass rushers, multiple great pass rushers in defensive line. But look at the decisions they've made in the past few years. You know, they just, they, they're not, they're not bringing people on board that, that can, that can help influence the game. And until they do, I don't think, I, I mean, Joe Judge could be there for five years. I don't think we're going to really know what his capability is 
because he just doesn't have the personnel around him. No, and and did you happen to notice who they actually signed? And only to the practice squad for now. Uh, they actually signed uh, Alfred Morris. Yeah, well. That's, I, was, I was waiting for you to say who. Yeah. <laughs> Alfred Morris, yeah. I mean, he had, he had what, four good seasons with Washington? Yeah, back in the uh, That ended five years ago, you know, so. Well, he's well-rested. There you go. Yeah, he's well-rested. I mean. He's got fresh legs. Th- there's only so many running backs that can play late into their career anymore, and it's just, they're, they're, not, they're not out there. It's, uh, no, no, and, they're not. And the Jets and the Giants are going to have all of them. Yeah, that's not going to prolong their career at all. It's, it's uh, yeah, it's, I don't think either of them are on the hot seat, to be honest with you. I, if the Jets do make a move, I think it's just going to be internally and they're going to play it out. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think anybody goes before the end of the season. Yeah, I, I don't think so either. I don't know why you would. I mean, there's nobody available that you're, unless, and if they would have, if they thought, hey, somebody underneath would have been a better decision then i think they would have already made that call uh let's take a let's take a trip around the uh, around the league for a couple minutes here um right now there are seven uh undefeated uh teams right now left in the uh in the nfl uh four in the afc and three in the nfc in the afc uh the uh, there are the bills the chiefs the steelers and the titans um only one of them will remain unbeaten definitely this week. <laughs> well, uh, well, let's see. The Steelers game is postponed. Well, that's my point. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the only one that's going to remain. Well, definitely. Uh, I don't know. The others might, but I can guarantee you the you Steelers guarantee will, will the still Steelers be undefeated remain. at the end of this week. <laughs> All right. I'll, put, I'll bet you everything I have on that. <laughs> on that. All right. Well, that's a safe bet. You heard it here first, folks. Make sure you put your money on the Steelers not losing. This you can week. find a book. Don't put your money on them winning. Put your money on them not losing. If you, have a, if, if you have a bookie who's been sleeping for the last week, then hit them up. <laughs> yeah, if, he, if he just came back from vacation, that's right. Put exactly. down a C note. All right. Um, Bills, uh, of those, where I was getting at, of those, the Bills, the Chiefs, the Steelers, and the Titans, who are really true 3-0 teams and who kind of just fell into it? Uh, yeah, well, we talked about the Bills. You know, who did they play the first couple of weeks? And then last week, uh, they looked uh, kind of vulnerable and almost gave away a big lead. But I don't know. Can you say if you win, you're legit, right? Yeah. I mean, I unless uh, the other team is, you know, handing you the ball in your own uh, end zone while they're, mm-hmm. you know, on their on their uh, final drive or something like that. Yeah, none of them have played the Giants, so. Yeah, uh, no, no, so, no, one of them has played the Giants. The Steelers played the Giants. Right, Steelers. So. Uh, obviously, the, the uh, what is it? Let's see, Bills, Chiefs, who else? Steelers and Titans. Oh, Steelers and Titans. Okay, well, the Chiefs are obviously legit. Uh, Pittsburgh looks good with a rejuvenated Big Ben. So I think you could say that they're legit. And the Titans, eh, I don't know. Nah, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say I feel... I'd have to put them in the no category, I guess. Yeah, I would too. But I'll tell you one thing the Titans do know how to do. They know how to win close games. They beat Denver by two, Jacksonville by three, and Minnesota by one. Yeah. So that's – so you – and they're all really good. <laughs> They've won three games by a combined total of six points. Against three against teams who – I mean, Denver and Jacksonville, you know, 
Jacksonville, I don't know. The verdict's yeah. out on them. I don't, I don't know. But Denver does not look good. And Minnesota, I think, is going to be the underachiever of the, of the year. They've already been the underachiever. It's amazing where they – I mean, yeah. every, a lot of people were picking them to win the, the, the North. Yeah, and no, they're, they're, they're already done. They'd be lucky to come in third, I think, right now. Um, yeah, the, the combined total of wins for all of the teams that each face, the Bills, uh, the three teams the Bills uh, beat, uh, are a combined total of three and six. The Chiefs, same thing, three and six. The Titans, one and eight, and the Steelers, zero oh and nine. The answer to your question is the only team that's a true three and O team is the only team that is head and shoulders above everybody else in the league, and that's the Chiefs. Right. And they proved that this past week because they they beat arguably the second best team in the league handily. And, and the thing that's scary about the Chiefs right now is that I think their defense is head and shoulders better than they were last year, and. Uh, yeah. Their defense really surprised me. I'm they like, looked I mean, fast, they looked active, and they looked really aggressive, and they contained one of the hardest weapons to contain in, in the league this past yeah. week. I, unless injuries creep in or something unforeseen happens, the, the, the Chiefs are it's, – it's, it's, a, it's a foregone conclusion. Yeah, the, the, uh, the, the Chiefs were – I mean, I, I really believed that the Chiefs were going to win Monday night. and Pete and I talked about that last week. Uh, but uh, I did not think they were going to win like that. Oh, that was just – they. And if they, you watched the first they, drive of the game, you thought, oh, wow, maybe Baltimore is for real. But they aren't. I mean, they are, but not against the Chiefs. It's just – not, Yeah, not for 60 minutes against the Chiefs. It's insane. Um, moving over to the NFC. How uh, are you start this time? Um Seahawks, Packers, and Bears, those three teams are the undefeated teams in the NFC. Um, who's real, who's not? Harry? I think the Seahawks are really real. I think that their their offense is much more explosive than it has been. Russell Wilson has more touchdown passes in the first three games, I think, than anybody else in the history of the game. Uh, their defense, I don't think, has been super tested yet, but they look really good. I think they're the team to beat. I think Green Bay is playing really well. Their defense is suspect, but Aaron Rodgers has some weapons again. And when Aaron Rodgers has weapons, you can't count out Green Bay. I mean, look at them last year. They, they were they were right in it. Um, the, the Bears, I think the Bears are going to be better now, and we'll see this week. But I think with Foles in there, I think he fits in with what they're doing. I mean, he's he just seems to be the special sauce for certain teams. And uh, he may have came into the, to, to the starting role a little early, but I don't, I don't think the Bears have as much staying power as Green Bay or uh, the Seahawks. But, the C- I mean, right now the Seahawks are without a doubt, I think, the, the, the best team in the NFC. Yeah, I, I have to agree. Uh, they, they, they are. I mean, Packers not too far behind them, but, I mean, Russell Wilson, the things he's doing, and just that whole team, it's they're, – they're the – you know – it's 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 crazy to think that they're uh, uh, they they weren't you know they're 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 not favored by more some weeks it's it's well he's got some vertical weapons now again and and he just looks he looks on his game and uh, yeah. they they're just dialed in and yeah Seahawks are absolutely for real Green Bay is probably I, I guess you I would say they're as for real as Aaron Rodgers is right and we know what certainly what he's capable of and how good he's looked this year too. Um, I wouldn't consider the Bears for real. I, I, it would be yeah. interesting to see if uh, if uh, Foles has got magic dust in Chicago, because really he's only been the uh, I think the special sauce you said for Philly. 
Yeah. yeah. But I mean, he had it. He certainly came in and sprinkled some pixie dust on it last week. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see. So I think they'll be better, but uh, I don't think they'll be. No, no. And and the, and the team that everybody was, has been high on for the last number of years, I, I just think the Saints have dropped off. And yeah. so with the Saints and the Vikings sort of taking a step back, I think it's, I think it's Green Bay and Seattle. And I think Seattle is, I think Seattle is much better team right now. See what the, see what the Rams do. You know, they're, I can't quite get my arms around them, but uh, yeah, I, I, I think right now Seattle is without a doubt the best team in the NFC. I have to agree. I have to agree. Um, top three right now for MVP. If you were voting for MVP right now, uh, give me your top three choices. Uh, people start with you. I mean the league in general? League in general. League in general. Mm. No, no AFC, NFC. Just league in general, top three. Let's see. Who would be first and who would be second? I would probably go Wilson, Mahomes, uh, just because I think the Chiefs are a better team overall, a better defense. Um, or certainly there's some questions about Seattle's defense. And then... I guess Aaron Rodgers. Okay. So Wilson, Wilson, Mahomes, Mahomes Rodgers. Rodgers. Harry? Yeah, I don't know if you could really argue with that. I think it's a little too early. I, I You know, so much. Well, of course it's too early. I'm just saying. So, just so too, you know. much emphasis goes on the quarterbacks and the league. And, you know, certainly you got to put Mahomes. I, I think you got right now Russell Wilson's at the top of that list. Through, right. through three games. Mahomes is always going to be there as long as he's in the league. Um, and I think Rodgers, too. Uh, the, 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 the thing that I say is, what defensive player is really making a difference this year? And um, I think it's too early to tell. There's been some injuries to some of the bigger names in the league. But I, I think as the, as the, the, the season goes on, I, it, I think you're going to start to see some younger, newer defensive players pop up there because uh, – there's some people making a big difference, and uh, I think some teams who are, have improved defensively, once it comes playoff time, you might start to see them have a better st- have a better chance. Sure. But I mean, jo- I mean, Josh Allen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, w- I was going to say that too. I, I mean, I would throw if I was picking four, I would say Rodgers. My top three would be Wilson, Mahomes, um, and Josh Allen. They would they would be my top three. Um, and uh, to answer your d- defensive player question, I think uh, from what I've seen, single defensive player making a difference right now. I mean, Aaron Donald is probably just right. the, the, the one that's the, but is the, his, the standout at the moment. Yeah, out at the moment. And what, what is his team, you know, doing? I mean, I, I always – I'm one of those people who looks at the MVP two ways. Whose team is doing remarkably well and who's you know, leading that team to doing that. But also right. who's keeping their team, uh, you know, in, in contention. It's, uh, you know – and there's so and there's always a couple of defensive guys who seem to you know come out of nowhere or they were well boy they were good but this year they're really great and you know it it is hard to I think it's harder to judge the the, the defensive player at this point in time than it is the offensive player because they're they've got to emerge and then you got to see if teams adjust to them yeah do they continue you know you get that defensive end who comes out of nowhere and go oh wow that guy's having a great season right and then teams start to double team him and adjust does he continue it or he's only he's only good if he's being 
you know, single covered, so to speak. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you what, look at, looking at him so far, I don't think he's got a lot of talent around it. I'm not his biggest fan, as anybody knows me can attest. I think at the end of the year, you're going to start, I think Cam Newton's going to be in that conversation. And, uh, you know, there's, 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 there's some other players. I mean, look at Green Bay. I mean, obviously Jones has had him in a hell of a year, and that's one of the reasons why Rodgers is looking a lot better. Sure. Uh, you got Kamara. He's already got 36 points he scored for, for the Saints. So it's, uh, I don't know. It's still wide open. Like it's, I said, it's, it's so like, early, and the NFL way changes so much. Yeah, way really hard early. to do it three weeks. Right. All right, that brings us to our segment this week of Old Balls. Old Balls. <laughs> old Balls. Oh, boy. Are you, wait, is that a shot at me? It, it, it could be, but it's not. It's a shot at all three of us. <laughs> yeah. That should be the name of the podcast. That's right. Old balls. It is actually. It's it's a it's a bunch of old balls giving uh, giving props to even older balls. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, so uh, Harry, who's who's the old balls uh, winner this week? You know, I was watching some old uh, footage and I. I was a really young kid, and he was on the last leg of his career. And being a uh, an old offensive lineman and one of the few people who actually watches offensive lineman play, it's John Hanna. I mean, John Hanna, who played for the New England Patriots, he was a two-time All-American in college. He was a nine-time Pro Bowler, 10-time All-Pro, and NFL 1970s All-Decade team, NFL 19. 19- 80s all-decade team, NFL 75th anniversary all-time team, NFL 100th anniversary all-time team. And uh, he played in 183 games. And unfortunately, back then, the Patriots were not the Patriots that we know now. But I don't think I've ever seen... I mean, there's a few offensive line. I, I think he's I think he's the best offensive lineman of all time. And uh, I think nobody knows... Most people don't know who the hell he is. So go Google John Hanna and watch some videos of him absolutely destroying people. And I mean, there's there's times when he would pull he would, you know he pull chip off a, a defensive end and then and then downfield take out another three players. It was, it was he's he was he was unbelievable. I think I'm I want to say I want to say he where did he play? Alabama. He played for the University of Alabama. He played Alabama. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he's, uh, he's my, he's my pick for old balls. So go back and check out some of those games. He, you know, he wasn't that big of a dude either. I mean, back in the day, offensive linemen, though, they weren't all 320 pounds and six, eight. I think he's probably no. my height. He's probably six, one, six, two. And, uh, but he was, he, he was, he was somebody that, um, put it this way. When I was a kid, for whatever reason, I got some weird duffel bag. Uh, and it was, I think Steve Grogan was on it for the Patriots and with, and, and John Hanna. How many times do the, does a team use promotional things like, and, and an offensive lineman? An offensive, offensive lineman, lineman on is on there. Yeah. So, uh, go look him up. I mean, he's, he's right up there. I think, I think if you ask most people, he, he, you know, if you had to pick one great offensive lineman, it would probably be either him or Forrest Gregg, but, uh. He's he's right up there, and I and I think interestingly enough, I think he, even if he if he was playing today, I think he was he was he was kind of an, an athletic for his time. 
and right. a lot faster than a lot of other people. And I, I still think his, his abilities would translate. Oh yeah. He played, he played 13 years with the, with the Pats. I mean, how many people consistently, I mean, after 25 years, he still made it to another all NFL team and he was on two all decade teams. I mean, it doesn't happen very right. often. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, here's, here's how you know he was good. I, I know his name. Yeah. <laughs> if I know his name, then he was good. There you go. And the, the the Patriots were relevant in the late seventies. They, they were pretty good. They were pretty good. winning the division yeah. in the late seventies. I mean, it was they, they weren't like they weren't just mediocrity. Well, I mean, the man is in the Hall of Fame. The, uh, he's in Canton. It's uh, in the College Football Hall of Fame too. Yeah. Um, right. John yeah. Hanna. Old good balls. balls. If you just, I mean, if you just look at his picture, you just got to look at the with the with the old helmet with like two bars on it. You know, the, yeah, you got the elbow pads and bloody forehead and everything yeah you gotta well there you go folks old, old, sure you... old time football putting on the foil make sure you do your homework <laughs> this week go go google uh, john Hanna. put it in youtube watch some video check it out you will not be disappointed is he the eddie shore of old time football yeah not quite <laughs> but yeah 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 he, he yeah. he's uh yeah i don't you know I, I, you don't hear much about him he's I, you know I, oh. obviously he's sort of retired and quietly and went who knows what he's doing but uh, sure. he he was sort of the precursor, even to the you know the the Dallas teams and the Washington teams when they had the Hogs and all that. He was sort of doing that and excelling at things that that those guys did you know a few years later. So right, right. he's pretty spectacular. Well, there you have it, folks. That is our segment for this week: old balls. Old balls. That brings us. Let's let's talk a little bit about baseball. Let's get into the uh, the baseball playoffs are underway. Uh, there are three teams that are out of the sixteen team field already. Um, who are the three teams that have clinched uh, the divisional round? Um, Harry, was that one of those teams? Luckily, luckily, for for whatever reason, the Yankees have this ability to at times. Uh, score football scores in baseball unfortunately they're, they're all i've heard is how wonderful their bullpen is and um they drive me absolutely insane they have one starting pitcher and and I, last time i checked it's kind of you know this this isn't the babe ruth era so he can't start every other game uh yeah we'll see they're going up against a team they can't seem to beat next so uh i i can't maybe Twenty twenty is such a strange year that it just might be the year where the city of Tampa Bay wins every championship. You just don't know. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's very possible. That's very possible. <laughs> Obviously, they don't have a basketball team, but uh, yeah, it, it's uh, the Yankees. Uh, you know what? It could be an old Florida. They just can't beat uh, the Rays. But Gary Sanchez learned how to hit the ball last night, so I don't know. Uh, he, he he learned how to he he remembered how to not catch it again. And made Chapman face yet another batter that he didn't, shouldn't have faced. But um, they, they've got a lot of – the Yankees have a lot of, I think, really good uh, talent. And, and their defense is, is pretty good. It's just their pitching's so erratic. And I think I, – I feared with Cleveland, especially in the first game. But the thing is, is that Cole's going to go up against the, the best starter on every team. And uh, – you know, but we'll, he's, we'll see. He's really good. He's really good. He's but really, really good. 
but he can't seem to beat Tampa Bay. And he, and uh, you know, this year maybe the, the the Astros won't be stealing signs. We don't know. Uh, but they but they look good. All of a sudden, Houston looks good. So maybe maybe experience does have something to do with it. Uh, at the at the end of the day, the Yankees. I, I think the MVP of the league should be DJ LeMahieu. He does. It's not. It's not his home runs he hits or anything like that. But you saw it last night. Uh, the game was on the line. He, he he just he 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 put on a hitting clinic like that that would make Rod Carew happy. Hit an O two or one two pitch. I can't remember what it was. Right up the middle of the drive in the winning run. And so when you have people like that in the lineup that can hit clutch, they have a they have a fighter's chance. But I think the Braves are the best team in baseball. Really, you do. I do. I kind of feel like we're right back at the beginning of the season, at least as far as how I felt like the Yankees, because they're the Yankees, and they I felt like you know, they're probably the favorites to win it all, and it's going to be interesting because it's sixty games, and and they got off to a hot start and then struggled a little bit, and they didn't win the division, and I I heard somebody on the radio, uh, I guess Tuesday, sort of uh, starting to backpedal a little bit and concerned because. Um, uh, uh, Cole was going up against Bieber and, you know, he started in with the, well, you know, if they don't win the World Series this year, maybe it's not the worst thing. And then, of course, by yesterday morning after game one, uh, everything was great. Stanton starting to hit. Uh, Sanchez wasn't hitting because he wasn't in the lineup for game one, but, and then suddenly uh, his demeanor completely changed and everything was fine with the Yankees. And, uh, you know, they'd gone out and they beat up on the probable Cy Young winner. And that's very much kind of a Yankee-esque thing to do. And then, of course, now it's over and just like that. And I'm kind of feeling like, yep, they're at least the American League favorites to win because they're the Yankees. Now Stanton's going to go on a tear because he's a streaky hitter. And Sanchez is starting to hit the ball. And it's all just going to come together. And, yeah, they they do have issues with their pitching. uh, But they've got the number one guy. Uh, or their number one is very good, as we just said. So I kind of feel like, yep, we're, we're back where we started at the beginning of this thing, and uh, they're 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 going to be the favorites to win it all. There's two people I have no faith in, and and it's it's Stanton and Sanchez. Um, I, I think Sanchez is going to go down as just. Uh, I think the time to trade him would was a couple years. And the other thing too is he's a he's the biggest defensive liability the Yankees have had behind the plate in a very long time. Um, in fact, I can't remember. I can't think of a catcher. The Yankees have had great catchers uh, over sure. the years, and uh, Sanchez, Sanchez is, has been part of that hype. Um, we'll see. But you're willing to overlook that as long as he hits. As long as he hits in the clutch, and you know, I, I have I have better faith in Sanchez getting a clutch hit here or there than Stanton. I mean, Stanton hit a home run, but you know, last night when when with runners, you know, and the Yankees were able to put it away, he, he was swinging at pit. I feel like he's an easier out towards the end of the game. I think that the clutch hitters on the Yankees, which are, which are plenty, but you, you got Ursula and Torres and, and Judge and, and LeMahieu and, and and Voight. But but the other thing is I'm, I don't really always have faith in Aaron Boone's management. He's not great with the pitching rotations. And look, he took Voight out for a runner last night, and he took his best deep ball threat out of the lineup. But he took the American League home run leader, the, the base, major league baseball's home run leader out of the lineup for the for the last, knowing that his bullpen's going to make it a game. It's, right. it's just, but it but it was r- the right decision because they won. At the end of the day, they they barely won. 
Yes. <laughs> they won, so it was the right call. That's right. It was the right he call. He knew exactly what he was doing all along. He did, yeah. All right, so let me ask you this. Uh, give me the uh, ALCS and the NLCS. PU first. See, I think it's going to be Yankees-Astros. Uh, uh, it would have to be, right? It has to be the Yankees and the Astros. Um, I'm going to agree with uh, Harry. I think Atlanta's certainly amongst, if not the best team in baseball. Uh, just on a side note, uh, I know I'm a Mets fan and I'm disgruntled, but the Marlins, come on. Come on, <laughs> it's man. Tw- it's just, 2020. That, Wouldn't it, w- wouldn't just it be wrong. just great if it was the Marlins and the Tampa Bay Rays? That would be, that would be great. So probably going to no be... No one would watch um, it, not even people in Florida. There's half the people, half no, the people we in Miami just, don't know that they have a baseball team. We could drive down there and get, uh, you know, good box seats. Yeah. So oh, yeah, uh, probably Atlanta and boy, you know, it's I, I'm you know Johnny, we talked. I'm on the San Diego bandwagon. I was uh, too, although they're down. You know? But I don't. Yeah, I don't have a lot of confidence after they lost Game One. So uh, Dodgers and uh, Braves, and then you know who cares? I hate them both. Yeah. <laughs> I have real. Yeah. I have really no dog in this fight other than of San Diego. There's nobody who I really. Ca- I mean, maybe Oakland. I'd love to see. Yeah, that, uh, that, that's a. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what the that, network wants. Care. They definitely want a San. They definitely want a San Diego, Oakland A's uh, World Series. There you go. That would yeah, be great. Up till three a.m. every every night watching the games. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's baseball games on at ten o'clock in the morning here. I, I I don't I don't know. I think I think I agree. I think it's probably Dodgers Braves. Although I think the Cardinals are 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 a team that's kind of peaking at the right time. I think the Padres. You can't explain them and the Marlins. So. I, I don't know. I'll go out on a limb and say, you know, I don't know how the, the schedule is going to match up, if it could even be that. But I, I think the Marlins have a have a hell of a shot. I think they're a hot team with good pitching. And I think if you only have to win a three-game series and a five-game series to get to the championship series, then, you know. But I think the favorites are the Dodgers and the Braves. And the American League, I, I do think it's it's – I think it's the Rays and the Astros. I don't think it's the Yankees and the Astros. And this is coming from a, somebody born in the Bronx who uh, – but I'm a Yankees fan, so I'm also – have the ability to sort of look at them realistically. Yank- pitching wins you championships. The Yankees just don't have it. Right, right. If I had to pick two, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm leaning towards you too. I'm, I'm going Rays, Astros, and uh, Dodgers, Braves. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that San Diego does a little something. Depends on, depends on game two. Uh, we'll see what. Uh, I, I, I can't uh, believe game, game three. Three. if they lose game two, they're not going to be able to do much. <laughs> I can't believe amongst the three of us. The Mets fan confirmed Yankee hater has got more faith in in the boys from the Bronx than either of you guys. Well, I'm, I mean, <laughs> although I, I won't be sad if the Rays come out of that part of the bracket. I, don't get me wrong, but it, I mean, I always said we should have cryogenically frozen Mariano Rivera and thought him <laughs> out. Twenty twenty would have been the year. I mean, Chapman is he's. I have no faith in him. Look at him last year. I mean, LeMahieu hits a home run against the Astros to, to, to bring him in, and then all of a sudden he just gives up a, a fastball right down the middle to, uh, to Altuve, and he's, he almost blew it for the Cubs the year they won it. I, he just doesn't have the mental capacity to win it, and I just their, their, their bullpen is just erratic. Did, it's erratic. Does, uh, does Mariano have any kids? I don't think they're old enough yet, but yeah. No, no but they will be soon, right? He's gotta have. He's gotta have a couple like sixteen-year-old twins or something that are one's a righty and one's a lefty, and all they throw is the cutter. That's right. That's if there's ever a time to sort of you know secretly uh, 
genetically modify a pitcher, then yeah, we could, we could take Randy Johnson and Mariano Rivera and uh, create a super pitcher and just stick them down in Cuba for a few years and then bring them up. Uh, there you go. Yeah, no, they they've got they've got a deep bullpen, and but other than Cole, uh, I, I just don't see the, the Yankees' second starter is going to be Tanaka. Got Shinaka last night. Yeah, he, well, he was not playoff Tanaka, that's for certain. No, he was he was he was the first week of the season. And again, yeah. you know, Andy Andy. Last time I checked, Andy Pettit's not available. So yeah, no, he's uh, he's he's he'll be around for Game Five of uh, the next series if, yeah. if they need him. Only Jorge Posada. <laughs> he requested Jorge Posada catch him, which, which yeah, I'm okay cool. with. Yeah. I'm going to sign yeah, him to a six-hour contract. Six, six and a half. Yeah, the way things go. Yeah. All right, folks. That brings us to the NBA Finals, folks. Uh, right now, um, Harry, what's your take on? That I know your dog in the uh, in the show uh, was kind of beaten by the king. Um, where do you see the, uh, the finals going? Well, yeah, it's over. The NBA, it's it's the Lakers. I said the Lakers in five. I still kind of stand by that. I think I think Miami will be able to squeeze a game. And I just they don't match up. Miami doesn't match up well against Lakers. Really, nobody does. And, and the X factor for the Lakers has been Dwight Howard. That Nugget series turnaround when they put Howard on Jokic and. Um, with him taking the pressure off of Anthony Davis and Davis hitting three pointers at the end of the game from you know thirty feet, it's it's over. Yeah, I, I think it might have been over from the beginning. The Lakers are kind of peaking at the right time. They're fresh. I think it it helped LeBron sort of having that long rest. And um, there's no chance in hell Miami wins this series. Right? Do they win? Do does does Miami if they're if Miami's going to win a game though? Do they win tomorrow? or Do they win on uh, Sunday? I think they win game three. But how about those Nuggets? I mean, the, the, yeah, I was pulling for them, man. I was pulling for them, if, if for no other reason than the historical aspect right. of coming back from three-one down and then uh, coming back from three-one down and then. Coming well, they're back they're from playing without down. their arguably one of their top four players with, with in Will Barton, who's a hell of a defensive player. I think with they need one more player. They they need another big man up front who can take a little bit of the defensive pressure off of Jokic, who plays defense like a European. And um, and they and they need a true point guard so that Murray doesn't always have the ball in his hand. But right, uh, they got a great coach and they're they're young and I think they're going to be there for the next couple of years. Yeah, I think they're going to be around for a little while. As far as Miami, you know, I look at it going in. Uh, you got arguably the greatest player ever, and you got uh, AD who stays healthy is most likely going to be. I mean, he's legit. Yeah, and if he stays healthy, he's going to be amongst you know pick a number list of all time great players, and then you have Miami, which is another great story. Boy, how great would like uh, you know Heat Nuggets have been? Um, but they don't really have a superstar. I love Jimmy Butler and the other guy whose name I ever forget how to pronounce. But you're you're talking about two of the league's absolute top players. One of the all-time great players and probably another guy who's destined to be on that list against you know good guys a good team plays well together in the heat good coach but it's just not enough and now a a Dragic Dragic whatever uh he's out I guess and so any chance they had is and and that was probably true of any one of their starters going down for the rest of the series they, That's, you know, they might shot, they man. might get one they might they might win game four seems like la is fond of the uh the gentleman sweep yeah uh, <laughs> you know the four one four one series wins they always fall apart for one game and then the, 
the Western Conference is just stronger. I mean, better. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the, the East, Boston. Boston's a, a conundrum. Nobody could really. They they sort of they 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 can't really decide who's their team leader. That's their problem. But uh, well, Kyrie left a big hole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when he left. Yeah. 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 Sure. 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 Of course. <laughs> uh, speaking of a big day. hole. Um, speaking of the Knicks. Um, what do you think about Tom Thibodeau uh, going forward? Well, I, I, you know, I wish the Knicks would have waited and signed Doc Rivers or Tyrone Liu. I don't know. Tom Thibodeau's like, you know, when you go to Village Inn, but your other choice was Arby's. You know, it's good. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but Tom Thibodeau is like the guy who can take a team full of great defensive players and will them into the you know, second round of the playoffs. And now he's coaching the Knicks. So it's it's like saying, well, what did you think of Jules' new album? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Thibodeau is not... Uh, well, all right. It's like, let's look at the, the job posting that goes out, right? Needed, professional basketball coach, franchise in disarray, idiotic ownership, right. uh, storied franchise... But really, not for about fifty years now. Right. Uh, we need somebody to turn this all around with management that has no idea of how to spend money. Who's good? Who's not? Uh, you know, anybody can apply. Yeah. You know, T- Tom Thibodeau's not the first name you'd want to put in that in that in that position. I wish and they would have asked me. I would have done it for half a Thibodeau salary. I would have done it for like eighty bucks. Yeah. And I hate the Knicks. <laughs> But I probably, you know, I couldn't have been any worse. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's not true. I could have been much worse. I think Thibodeau's an upgrade. Uh, I, yeah, I agree. Until, until Dolan sells the team, though, it's it's they're never going to get a top free agent there. And look, that's what the NBA is all about now. It's about taking two of the top ten players, putting them together, and seeing what happens. And New York City is not... Um, it's not the draw anymore. No, it's not. For these younger players... That place hasn't been... I mean, yes, there's all the nightlife and all that, sure. But as far as a sports franchise, you know, the Garden and the Knicks, they're not... They haven't been relevant in for since before a lot of these kids were born. So, you know, that whole Broadway and, you know, that, that just... That's not the allure. I mean, if anything, living in Brooklyn, which is, right, the new hot spot, and then you just cross the river and go play for the Garden, maybe. But it doesn't have that same allure. It's not the same city to the younger players. All right, folks, why don't we get to the picks section of our podcast? All right, football picks. Time for football picks, folks. Time for football so, picks. So uh, just to recap last week, which was week three, our first week of picks, Jersey went 5-0. and oh. Harry, myself, and the coin uh, all went 3-2, and two, which is uh, sad for me because Harry was tied to the coin. Well, I was the coin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, and I was not, and I went 3-2. and two. So, uh, because, uh, well, we only have uh, four games this week. Only four games only this four week. Only four games cause... this week. So, let's start off with uh, them Broncos and them Jets. Anybody want to make a pick? I'll pick the Broncos. Uh, I'm going to go out on the limb and say the Jets are going to win tonight. All right. <laughs> Do you want me to flip first? I, I mean, having I, I watched I watch the Broncos all the time, and it's just... I'm like, oh, the Jets, they, they should win. They got, no, the I, maybe it'll be a tie. I, 
I'm all right. You pick the tie. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to go with the Jets. I just don't think the Broncos have a chance. All right, he's going to pick the Jets. I, I mean, if the Jets can't win this game, then they might be worse than the Giants. I don't know. Yeah, got all it. right. Well, here's the uh, coin. So heads will be the Jets and tails because uh, the home team is heads. Okay. And we're going to flip now. It's heads. It's heads. So there we go. Picks. All right. So Once again, I'm all alone. <laughs> <laughs> Might be for good reason. We'll see. All right. Giants and uh, the L.A. Raiders. No, the L.A. Rams. <laughs> LA Raiders. I wrote, I wrote L.A.R. Yeah. on the sheet. The only team not in California. St. Louis Rams. <laughs> Um, I will. Whoever uh, wants to go first, go ahead. I'll jump in and say that there isn't even a snowball's chance in hell that the Giants are beating the Rams this week. Rams. In let's move on. Okay. <laughs> and let's just do a quick flip. The coin might know something. And the coin comes up tails. So he's picking the gents. Who did you pick, Pete? Oh, uh, sorry, Rams. We're across the board, Rams, except for the coin. All right. All right, Philly at San Fran. You know, speaking of the Philly Giants, might win one of those. Well, that's what I said. I think I think Giants might win one, one of those games against the Eagles. One against Philly, and that's about it. All right, Harry. San Francisco's hurt, but the Eagles do not look. I'm going to go with San Francisco. I just think they're going to be able to shut down that Eagles offense. Johnny, Forty yeah, ers definitely. Yes, uh, Eagles uh, suck, uh, but the Giants are not good, and San Francisco. Pounded them so, yep. and the coin says, "Coin says heads." So we are all in agreement. 49ers. Yep. All right, uh, last game: Atlanta at Green Bay. This is going to be a good game. Atlanta just can't close out games, but Green Bay does not have a great offense. I, I I'm going to go with Green Bay, but this this is a game that I that I'm on the bubble with. But it's in Green Bay. Not that that really matters much these days in today's times. But I think the Packers will win it. But I think I think I think it's going to be a close game. I wouldn't be surprised if Atlanta scores a bunch of points on the Packers. I'm going to echo that. Um, it's definitely going to be a close game. The Packers will win. That's my pick. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and the boys will win the game. Uh, but my side note on that: anybody hearing this, um, take take the over. <laughs> yeah, maybe uh, uh, 47-45. There's going to be a lot of points scored in this game. Yeah, take the over. All right, well, we all agree on uh, L.A. We all agree on 49ers. We all agree on Green Bay, I have to say. So the only difference we have between the three of us is I've got Denver. Which might be Correct. smart. Yeah, or it might, might not be. All right, so here's the coin flick for Atlanta Green Bay. And it comes up tails. So oh. the coin is bold in their choices. Look at that. Of, uh, of the New York Giants and the Atlanta Falcons. They might be right about the Falcons. They they got to win sometime. Yeah, at some point you would figure that they, they've the got to put up I more mean, the, points. The Falcons are not an zero and sixteen team. The Falcons They're not a one and fifteen. Right all right, that about wraps it up, folks. I want to thank everybody for listening uh, once again. You can check out all of our social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of them are at the Logger Room, and of course, our website is www loggerroom.com l-a-g-e-r-r-o-o-m.com and if you're listening to this on either social media or our website remember you can always go to apple podcasts and spotify and or spotify and subscribe to our podcast feed 
and you will never miss one episode. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll touch base with you next week, folks. Uh, make sure you uh, check out everything that we post on our website, on our blog articles, and of course all of our posts on our social media as well. Folks, once again, thank you. Have a wonderful weekend, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Peace. Bye.